Hey, good evening, everybody. This is Sean Kelly from Into the Night. Had a little trouble with my green screen there for a little bit, and I'm moving my camera there a little bit. So um, I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm really happy. As you can tell, I have an intro finally, and I want to thank my dear brother Matt Barron for doing it for me. And you know, after the show, stick around, and you're going to see the outro, which is like totally awesome. I thought I'd save that one for last. But you know what? I have to be totally honest with you. Every one of you, I had a bad day. I had a bad day today. Yes. Do you ever get those days where you honestly think that people just don't want to tell you anything? Or they take the long way around trying to get a message to you? Or, you know, you're in a room and you're talking and, and being an empath and, you know, reading people, you could tell there's some anger issues with them. Well, my problem was today, okay, my problem was today, um, I was thinking, are they mad at me? You know, um, nothing went right today for me. And it really, really bothered me. And I started to get depressed. I really did. And I just had a hard time until I started tonight with the show, you know. And I'm a little bit better now knowing that I am talking to you. And, you know, I'm very open about, you know, expressing what happened to me. You know, it's what it's all about. So, yeah, I had a real bad day today. And here's how bad it was for me. You know, I, I keep telling everybody, you know, if you know somebody that's having a problem with any type of illness, mental illness, sit with them, talk to them, be nice to them. I needed that today. And unfortunately, I didn't get it. So as, as the day went on, it really got bad. But I knew, okay, I knew that I was going to do my show tonight. And it kind of brought me out of it because the UPRN family here, oh, by the way, I'm on UPRN Radio 105.3, New Orleans, okay? And they're the best group of people ever. The other talk, talk show hosts who have their own shows, they're beautiful people. And I will not... And it's like I'm not trying to kiss their butt to get some, you know, stuff like kudos or something like that. But I I knew that they were going to be on um, tonight. And also, I had a meeting with the, the boss, Joe, and the station manager, Michelle, and my friend, Matt. And it went great. I just felt very, very comfortable. It's just like all the pressures have just released from me. All the anger, all the anxiety just left. And I feel good. I feel good now. Okay. So that's what I mean when I talk to you. And, and I share with you that you need to have people around you if you're going through a hard time just to talk and let them talk to you. 
even if they don't talk to you, if they joke around like we did at the meeting tonight. Something like that. Oh, my goodness gracious. It, it just like totally lifted. It was like a revelation for me. It's like I'm a whole new person, you know. And that's where I wanted to come out right away and tell you what's going on. It really, really works. It does. So if you are having a bad day, and it just seems like, you know, the whole black cloud is coming upon you, find somebody to talk to. Find somebody. Or just ask somebody to sit with you. There's this lady, Shoe Lover 99 on TikTok. Okay, they call her Mama Talk. And she always has nice things to say to everybody on TikTok. They really, she really does. And I mean, there's times where I'm really, really having a bad day. And it's only like 30 seconds to a minute. Okay. But she sits down with you and, and she talks to you while she's eating her lunch. I, you know, it seems like I really know this lady. Okay. And it just, I just listen, listen to her. And sometimes I listen to her over two or three times because she puts out a wonderful message. I'll probably never meet her. Okay. But I know that she's on TikTok and she gives me inspiration. And there's a couple other people on TikTok too that give me inspiration. You know, it's funny because, you know, like how everything happens for a reason that there's no such thing as coincidence. So I really believe that wholeheartedly, okay? Now I'll be having a bad day and then I go to bed and I have to watch my TikTok, okay? Because it helps me go to sleep, believe it or not. And the problems that I had during that day, for some reason, people talk about it on TikTok. It's crazy. It's like TikTok knows what I'm thinking. Or TikTok knows what I'm talking about. Now, sure, everybody says, you know, if you Google something, then all of a sudden you're going to get all these things on Facebook, blah, 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 blah. And it's just that, you know, I, I something with the, you know, electricity or, you know, because I Google something, it's all over the place. But on TikTok, it isn't because I don't Google on TikTok. Now, maybe I'm crazy maybe i'm just like um i it, i don't know it, it, it's the neatest coincidences or everything happens for a reason whatever you want to call it, whatever you feel comfortable with i call it it's just supposed to happen and it happens and life becomes a, a lot better i can listen to mama Tot and the others um, you know, and I'll get a good night's sleep before I go to bed. My anxiety is high. Um, my uh, depression is bad. But, you know, 
it's amazing how whoever you believe in how and i will say god okay god knows when to put certain situations or certain things in front of you okay to kind of snap you out of it or say hey there's other people dealing with what you're dealing with too and it works and i'm going to share this story with you okay i'm going to share this story so for the longest time and the people out there who um that work in the paranormal field okay um in the spiritual field it's just like we're, we're supposed to be locked in on this field okay and finally i finally one day had a date i really did and i was so excited about it and i told this woman i said you know what let's not talk paranormal you know let's don't talk about spares i i, I want to get to know who you are and so we met at the restaurant sat down and all of a sudden her phone started you know going on on um text messages and it was from her mom something was going on at the home we just sat down for 10 minutes i was all excited she brought her son along with her and she didn't even have a chance to have her coffee and she had to leave okay i was so mad oh my god i was furious but i wasn't mad at her and I wasn't mad at her son. I wasn't mad at her mother. Okay. I was mad at God. My higher power. And then I started to say, what is my purpose? I, I mean, I said so many vulgar words to the big man upstairs. You know, I was so mad. I said, why are you doing this to me? Why can't I just be normal? For one day for two hours why can't i be normal and i'm cussing them i'm cussing them out i get in my car i scream real loud real loud i mean really loud and people are looking at me from other on the outside and i'm like what is my freaking purpose what is my purpose and i kept saying that what is my purpose I was singing right, you know, and still cussing out, still cussing out God, right? But I kept saying, what is my purpose? So I finally get home, run up the steps, you know, go to bed. And you know what happened? 1230, a client called me. One o'clock, a client called me. One thirty, a client called me. And two o'clock, a client called me. And this after I hung up with the fourth call, my fourth client, I looked up and I said, you know what? Now I know what my purpose is. It's to help people. And... As I really thought about it, and I talked to a lot of other people, if I decided to be normal, even for that two hours, excuse me, my earbuds like just went off, 
okay? If I wanted to be normal, then I would go off this path that I was set on. Did I ask for this? Maybe. I was at a low point in my time. And I figured, okay, I died. Came back. And all of a sudden, seeing ghosts, stuff like that. And so I got back on my path again. And I started to walk it again. And it was it was a, one of the most amazing things in the world. From that day on, I mean, I was bombarded with people who, who just wanted to talk about ghosts. They were wondering why the ghosts were in their house. Why their children were seeing ghosts. And I guess for me, at the beginning, it really felt good to help somebody out. But as time went on, I was getting kind of fed up with it. Literally getting fed up with it. And I was like, okay, do I really want to hear this comment, this email? Do I really want to read this email from this person? Do I really want to see this text message from this person? And I've heard the same stuff every day, all for the longest time. And you people out there who are in the field, you understand what I'm talking about. You just keep getting answers and, and questions and whatever, taxes, whatever. And it got to a point with me, okay, where I was just like, do I really want to do this? Thank God I had a good crew with me at the time because they kept me going. And then I look back at, okay, I, so God took me off this path. Okay, he took me off this path. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't be here on UPR and Radio 105.3 New Orleans. I wouldn't have met Joe. I wouldn't have met Michelle. And I wouldn't have met the wonderful people on this pro, on, on this network here. I wouldn't have met my friend Matt. I wouldn't have met them. I don't know where I'd be. Probably a dry drunk, you know. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, when you go to AA, you know, you're in recovery. But when you haven't been to a lot of AA meetings for a long time, they consider you a dry drunk. But I don't consider myself a dry drunk. But it could happen. It could easily happen. And what's so cool about being sober and doing work in the field is that there is no drugs, no alcohol, nothing like that polluting your mind. Because when you go into an investigation, you have to have your wits with you. You have to be like right on point. So that time I finally realized that maybe that was supposed to happen. In fact, it was supposed to happen. 
but it hurt. It really, really, really hurt. But you know what? I survived. And so I'm back again. And hopefully uh, with my show and the Chase and Prophecy show, I can expand a lot more. See, whenever I get depressed and whenever really depressed, I don't do nothing. I sit around and mope. I eat. And my mom tries to help me out. My brother tries to help me out. And there are times I just don't want to listen to it. There's a lot of times I just want to get in my truck and, and run away. It's like I don't have the gumption to do it. And today, I did not care if I stayed. Even I didn't even want to come on. That's how bad it got. I'm like, okay, um, I really have nothing to talk about. And I am not prepared. And this is me at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And all this stuff was going through my mind. It's like, okay, I can easily call up Joe and say, hey, can you put a rerun on me for my for my hour? And see, that wouldn't be good for me. Because there's a lot of people out there that are expecting me to be here at 10 o'clock. In fact, Joe told me, and he said it straight out, was no matter how bad you feel, no matter what's going on in your life, if you are supposed to do something at a certain time, you have to put the big boy pants on and you have to do it. You just do it. That Nike sign, I think. Yeah, just do it. And that 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 little three word there, that, that sentence, three sentence word, just do it. Yeah. I, I would say that in AA to people who are having problems or other people who don't, you know, that just don't want to do it. And it was funny because I'm giving all these people all these sayings to do, to say, right? Okay. But was I paying attention to my own words? I wasn't. So today, maybe tomorrow, when I wake up, I guess I have to get out of bed and say, you know what? Just do it. Just do it. You know, it's funny. Um, there's at one point of time when I was in my recovery, you know, I trust me when, when I was in AA, I mean, it wasn't all, you know, roses and flowers and happiness and, you know, dancing around a tree. It was hard. Because for me, what I had to do was I had to deal with life on life's terms and not drink about it. So no matter what happened in my life that day, I had to deal with it. But then again, there's that ego bit that I had to where, okay, I don't need him upstairs. I can handle this myself. And you know what? I didn't. But thank God for people in the, in the rooms who did help me. So being where I'm at right now is a miracle. A big, huge miracle. 
you know, there's a show. We, me and my mom, we watch a show. It's called Axis. And what it does, it, it, it shows old-time rock and roll. It's really cool because Jack and Ozzy's uh, uh, adventures. Oh, my God, I love them to death. You know, I love it. It's great. It's awesome. And, and to see what Ozzy went through. Oh, my. You know, I, I wouldn't wish that. But it, it's something that cheers me up. But at 6 o'clock in the evening, Dan Rather comes on, okay? And what Dan Rather does is that he interviews big rock stars, musicians. And, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him, how he does it. And I'm learning from that because I want to be like that. It might take me a while. But eventually I will get there. And then I sit back and I watch Joe and I watch Michelle on their shows. And see how they do it. So, my God, I have it all right in front of me. I have everything in front of me that I need. You know, it's funny because... Before I got sober, I had a great job. I had a house. I had a marriage. I had a son who loved me. I had two cars. I had an awesome job. And I lost it. Not due to drinking. But I just lost it into recovery. You know, I was five years sober when that happened. And so the egotistical mind of me that I had, okay, I mean, I used to have big bucks. I used to have a lot of money. And all of a sudden, I got fired from my job over something stupid that I did. Okay? Something stupid that I did. And all of a sudden, I had no money. I had a son. I was divorced. And here's the crazy part about it. And this is why, you know, when AA comes into play, when, when my higher power God comes into play, I always had a roof over my head. And I never paid my rent for a year. I always had a car, which I never made a payment on for a year. I had the love of my son. But my egotistical way was saying, you know what? No. I want more. I want the money that I have. It never came. It never came. But did I realize, did I realize that it took me about a year and a half to realize, okay, that God gave me what I needed, not what I wanted. And I would pray, say, I need money, I need this, I need that. And he looked down upon me and he said, you know what, you don't need that crap. But I will give you food. If it's oodles and oodles, my God, I came up with a lot of recipes with oodles and oodles. If it came down to a, a you know a pack of hot dogs for a buck, yeah, that's what I ate. I always had cigarettes. <laughs> it was crazy. So I knew for a fact that he was actually looking at me and again gave me what I needed. 
not what I wanted. And eventually everything smoothed out. I got a decent job, came in, moved in with my mom, had to help her, you know, pay the bills and stuff like that. And so my life began to change. And, you know, it's funny. I realized this today. I actually, I have bought four cars. Really, bought four cars. And now my dream, my truck, which I love dearly, it is so cold in the wintertime. Just start that bad boy up. Before I leave the house, I get in there and it's all nice and cozy and warm, heated seats and everything. Heated steering wheel, too. That That's that's the best. That's what I like a lot, is the heating steering wheel. But I know I wouldn't have gotten it if I went off my path. Who knows where I'd be? I know for a fact that if I drink again, I'm taking a bridge. And it's funny, it's because, and, and it's not funny, because it's like, okay, my son has seen me. My, I, In fact, I tell my son that he's four months older than me. He was born Jan, uh, September 19th, 1990. And I got sober January 21st. 19, uh, was it 91? Yeah, 91. 12191 was my sobriety date. So, if I would have drank, I would have lost it all. And trust me, life was tough. But eventually, you know, my higher power, who I call God, kind of like keep me in the same direction. So I wanted to share that with you about how my day went and what's going on in my life. And I'm okay telling you that. I, I'm an open book. I'm a totally open book. So I'm not afraid to express myself. I got one more story to tell you. Whenever I was feeling really down. My son was about three, three or four years old. And I had the day off and I was really having a bad day. So I tried calling my sponsor in AA. Couldn't get a hold of him. Tried to call everybody that I knew. I had like 30 numbers and I called everyone I couldn't get a hold of them. And I was just frustrated. I was so, my God, it was terrible. It was really, really terrible. And so I picked up my son and I put him in bed and to take a nap. Well, I was so tired that I went and took my nap too with him. And he woke up. And he said, Daddy, let me hold your hand. This is all true, ladies and gentlemen. He said, Daddy, let me hold your hand. And he held my hand. Now, this is four years old. And then he said, Daddy, it looks like you need a hug. And he gave me a hug. And right then I knew. Right then I knew. 
that was God's work, working through my son. So without no doubt, I realized that I needed that. I needed to realize without trying to get everybody else's help. And my eyebrows look really crappy, man. I got to get a haircut. They're growing back in again. So that's why I'm covering them up. But yeah, that was that was God's work. When a four-year-old just says, you know what, Dad? Looks like you need a hug. Wow. Unbelievable. So that's my stories some of my stories that I like to share that I shared with you tonight and I have so many more and maybe down the road a couple couple times I'll, I'll bring a little bit more out because I want you to know who I am when I talk to you or share my story or my show because I know I got a lot of people out there who do listen to it and maybe what I tell you about me could possibly give you a little inspiration in your own life. So that's my biggie. That's what I wanted to talk about in my opening dialogue. That's what they call it. Monica Ward says, I have logged in here a few times. When I've seen that you are posting, and to be honest, it's so boring, I can't say. Well, pleasure to meet you, Monica. You know, if you need to go, go. That's okay by me. Hmm. And see, and does that rattle me? Yeah. Don't really care. You know. But tonight I want to talk a little bit about death. I want to talk about death. Okay. We all die. We all die. Now, I'm thinking about it today. I was thinking about it, and I'm thinking, you know what? Death, does that mean a rebirth? I got, like, a dex, and that, you know, there's three types of death. There's an individual, which is when organisms other things is fine and there's this extinction and then when everything like dogs they all die that's an extinction there's no more dogs on and then there's this extinction event and that's when everything happens so does death do people or living organisms have to die in order to start something new when you die does your spirit move on? Do you get reincarnated again? How many times can you get reincarnated? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe as many as you want. But who knows? So that to me is like a rebirth. Do I want to die? No, I don't. If I see death coming at me, and it's my turn to go, then I just got to accept it and go. And then people will just step into my spot. And that's okay. Everyone thinks like, you know, I have a couple friends who uh, read tarot. 
And whenever they pull up the death card, people freak out. You know? That doesn't mean that you're going to die. Death means that, you know, you could lose a relationship. You can, you know, lose a car, whatever. That's what that death card means. So what? I lost everything I had at one point in time. And so maybe I did die. But look at me now. I'm reborn again. I'm reborn. And I'm okay with that. So to fear death, you, I, you shouldn't. Because being in the paranormal field, when people die, their spirits move on. Okay? When they move on. So they hang on the earth plane. And that's okay. So I know if, if I die, then it's a rebirth for me. Being a spirit. And what's really cool about it is that I won't be hurting. I will be able to do what I guess what I wanted to do. And that's cool. So for me, being afraid of death, no. And I just had to come out and tell you that. That's how I feel, you know. Now, I had a lot of uh, tragedies in my life with my families and my family members who had died. And sure, you know, if you look at it, like our bodies here, our bodies are shells, right? But our spirit lives within. So when we die, our shell dies. It's, we're a shell. The shell's gone. You know, we're just a shell. But a lot of people should realize, too, that, you know, when you die, your spirit moves on. And so the spirits of your loved ones are still hanging around. Especially little babies. I don't know if you ever noticed that, you know, small children, when they're in their cribs, all of a sudden they stick their hands up with a big smile. And you're thinking, oh my God, what's in my house? You know what? It's a, it's a spirit. I've been to places to where, you know, their children get affected because they see their children doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that and giggling and laughing. So I'd say to the parents, I'm like, you know what, pull out a photo, pull out photos. And we sit there and they pull out a photo book. And the mom would ask the little kid, do you see anybody here? And they'll point to the people that they see. I have seen young couples who have young babies and all hell's breaking loose in the baby's room. Not hurting, but the baby doesn't understand what's happening because that person isn't there, but it's a spirit. 
And then I go and when I sit down and I do my interview with them, I'm, the first thing I ask them is like, are you all fighting? Is there something going on in the marriage? And they'll they'll say, yeah, we're, we're not, you know, communicating or we're arguing and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. And you see the little baby in the room crying through the baby monitors, right? You see that. The grandparents or the great-grandparents of that kid who's in that crib, you know, is not hurting them, but actually what they're doing is showing themselves a little bit more. So that means that the parents are going to see this. And the grandma's like, okay, you're fighting, but who's taking care of the baby? So that, you know, so if you look at it, it's, it's like a rebirth when you die. The spirit moves on. And what's really, really cool about it is that we get to protect people who can't defend for themselves. And I think that's great. But there's also people that I have a list about this long who I want to go back and haunt. Just to be honest with you, I'm going to haunt them. Tell them I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to be around. Not on the vengeful, vengeful stuff. Let's just say, hey, you know, I'm still here. I, I think that would be pretty cool. I really do. <laughs> but in all honesty, we should celebrate death. We should celebrate it. You know, I mean, I can go on and on and on about that different scenarios, but I, I really don't want to drag it out. You know, I'm coming up on what 11 minutes left of my show. I'm looking forward to that. For y'all, look, look, you know, watching my out uh, outro, I guess that's what they call it. So, what animals have you seen? You know, it's funny because I was looking up, you know, in, you know, doing a little research before the show started up, and I was looking what animals out there that represent death. And the first thing that came up was the butterfly. The butterfly, because the butterfly goes in, you know, like four stages. It goes from an egg to, you know, when it's like a cocoon or before the cocoon and then, and then the caterpillar. And then the butterfly is alive. Don't ask me how it is. You know, I, it, it's real hard to understand that. But, I, you know, as I was talking about it, I'm thinking about it. Okay, so the egg is born. You know, there's the egg. 
And then all of a sudden, there's a cocoon, so that egg dies. Then the caterpillar comes out, and the cocoon that dies. And then the butterfly spreads its wings, which means the caterpillar died. That's crazy. But yeah. So, if you see a butterfly this spring, think of good things coming to you. I really believe that when you see butterflies. Don't matter if it's a white one, don't matter if it's a monarch, whatever. Whenever there's a butterfly flying around you, I mean there's gonna be something good. Definitely gonna be good. So that's that's really about what my show's about tonight was telling a little bit about me. And if I bored anybody, oh well, that's that's on you. You know, it's my story. It's my show. I can talk whatever I want to talk about. If you have to leave, leave. Don't matter. And that's the one thing that used to bother me for a long time was I always cared about what people thought of me. But the older I got, it's getting to the point where I don't care what people think of me. Because I just can't have that in my life anymore. Because all it does is give me ulcers and stuff like that. And sometimes, like, and like earlier today, I caught myself, you know, being depressed, thinking of what people are thinking of me. And and just like that, in a drop of a dime, I was like, like brutally depressed and stuff like that, you know. But now I'm okay. Because I'm talking to you. I'm talking to my people. I do want to pull a card out for you guys tonight. Okay. I forgot to do one yesterday, last week, because I was on my, with my friend Matt, who did did my little videos there. And um, so I might want to pull two cards out. Who knows what's going to happen. So I shuffled and, you know cutting the decks and stuff like that and you know what first card to pull out this is a buffalo the buffalo is the first card that i pulled out so like i tell everybody you know oh, can you see it yeah you can see it good google buffalo totem what does the buffalo represent into your life today all you have to Google is say Buffalo Animal Totem. That's it. And I'll cut the deck again. And the second card is the mouse. Do you scrutinize everything? That's what that means. You scrutinizing. Making, you know, you know what, how does it go? Making a hill make it a mountain out of a hill are you like really like going on a vacation of some sort and you have to scrutinize you know your schedule you have to scrutinize everything maybe a mouse is telling you you know what don't scrutinize and just accept things what they are you know just accept things but if you want to learn more, 
like I said, you know, just Google it. Google Moss Totem and Buffalo Totem. And we can go from there. Yeah. So those are the two cards, Buffalo and the Mouse. Hopefully, if you Google them and you read them about them, maybe, you know, it has something to pertain to your life today. So I was talking with my friend Matt, you know, before the show started. And I asked him, I said, do you think by working in the paranormal field for a long time that it could have consequences with your mental health? Because that thought crossed me a lot of times. And he said, yeah. He said, think about it, right? We talk about dead people. We help dead people. There's so much misery, so much pain that we have to deal with. And it takes a toll on us. And eventually what happens is that we have a ton of anxiety. We got a lot of depression. And it all fits. It all fits. So whoever's in the field, you know, keep an eye on yourself. Have that friend. Have somebody to talk to. Someone to sit down and eat lunch with. Paranormal unity is what we need. I've been saying it for the last 17 years that we need it. But I have retired. But I'm still part of the paranormal field. And I would love to see the unity between the different groups. The hell what pictures you got. The hell what video you got. The hell that you know you have your orbs and you don't have your mist. Um, it's all about working together and helping each other out. Investigating the paranormal. You got to throw your egos out the door. You got to help people. I tried a lot and I've helped a lot of people. My group has helped a lot of other groups. But it's time to pass the baton to the other groups to start, you know, trying to get that unity for the paranormal field. We all need help. If it's talking about a story or an investigation or what happened on this investigation or try to um, find out find out the answers. We all need to do that. So paranormal unity is the biggie. And hopefully someday, hopefully, it will happen. And all the egos will go away. And on that note, I want everybody to have a good night. I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed the show. Maybe we'll have a better show next week. Today was an awesome show, but it's going to be an even better, better show next week.
know, because I'm, I, I got the attitude back that I'm, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be okay. Because I have my listeners out there. I got my followers out there. If you have anything to say, if you want to leave me a message, just go to Facebook, go on the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page, leave me a message, and I'll get back to you on that. Tell me how you feel. If I can do anything to help you, I will do that. So, before I go, I always say, children, Please go to your parents and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And parents, go to your children, give them a hug and tell them that you love them. If you parents aren't around or you have nobody that you can actually go to that is family, find somebody that you do know and give them that hug. Because those three words, I love you, go a long way. A long, long way. So, good night, everybody. And enjoy yourselves. See you next week. And happy hunting.